Welcome back to Dad's Meat World, your weekly deep dive into the most amazingest, most 90s show possible, Boy Meets World. I am one of your dads, Tyler. And I'm your other dad, Brett. Yes. And joining us today is once again another special live uh, episode for us in person. Uh, so I get to see Brett's beautiful face uh, in, in real, not Bing. pixelated. Yes. And once again, we are joined by our beautiful and amazing wives. Wives, can you please say hello? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the uh, women that make us better men uh, are here with us. Um, uh, you know, this go around is a little different for us, uh, different location. Uh, so hopefully we won't have as many uh, children interrupting us and also dogs interrupting us either. So, well, we can vouch for the dogs not interrupting us, but the children, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, this- we do have another guest. Yes, we do have another guest. I was going to get there. So the last time we were together, there's been some updates in our lives. So we could take a moment to talk about that before we get started. The first one is Henry. Our our third son was born. I've already talked about this before, but he is live currently with us. Kelly's holding him. The other children are off running uh, themselves, but we figured it'd be easier to have the baby with us. So there's a strong chance there may be a... uh... What? And it was funny. <laughs> well, now you ruined it. Sorry. Um, I thought I handled it pretty well, and just the two of you couldn't ha- help yourself. I didn't um, even notice. This is the joy of live recording, my friends. Yes. Does that mean you're not going to edit this? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It all depends. Uh, anywho, uh, so we have Henry with us, so we may have to take a pause every now and then because, you know, babies cry, babies are, get upset. He just fed, so he should be good to fall asleep and chill and just kind of watch Kelly. So Kelly disappears for a little bit or we, you know, angrily say, Kelly. I believe the, the phrase is baby's going to baby. Yes, baby is going to baby. So Hetherington's anything new with you guys? Well, in the last week, let's see, we drove up here. Well, 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 we were visiting since, you. Since since the last time we were all together. What's, well, since what's the last new? time we were all together? That was like 12 episodes ago. Let's see. We've had uh, we've had Christmas. We've had New Year's. We didn't have any extra babies. No, we're, we're done with those. <laughs> let's see. We've had work. We've had kids, not extra kids. Um our our daughter is gearing up for the winter one axe this weekend and will be in Shrek. Our middle Toby is going to be heading on a school trip to Washington, D.C. and will be on a mission trip this summer. And Asher is still being Asher as the youngest. <laughs> Asher going to Asher. Yes. And we've we've filled in the, the good looking people and all the. Fun adventures at home. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, since the last time we've seen each other, since we're no longer pregnant, uh, you know, Sarah and I can now go find one of those very sexy, uh, intimate places that we talked about the last time we were together. The romantic oh, uh, yeah. dinner places. So. <laughs> Les fleurs. <laughs> <Yes>. Les fleurs. <laughs> We, we don't have the money still for most of the places we talked about, but, you know, we have more opportunities for dates now. Yes. We should probably get into this episode, Brett, before we're interrupted. I agree, Tyler. So uh, let's give a little synopsis. This is going to be the 21st episode, Boy Meets Girl of Boy Meets World. 
And this was uh, Corey feels pressured to jumpstart his romantic life after being forced to sit through an educational film in puberty and learning that Sean has a date. This episode was written by Jeanette Katichis. Burley, I'm probably butchered that name. So, Jeanette, if you ever stumble across our podcast, <laughs> I apologize. Directed by David Trainer, originally aired on May 6, 1994, and currently enjoys an IMDb rating of 8.3. I think that's one of the highest IMDb scores we've had in a while. It definitely is. This is what I would call a classic Boy Meets World episode. This is one of the seminal episodes that people will point to and go, oh yeah, that episode. It's not that, it wasn't uncommon for me when I would go back through and do my rewatches when I skip most of season one, that I'd start this episode and then go into the rest of the show. Um, you know, and as much as I've watched this show, I sometimes forget this is not the season finale. Because mm -hmm. it feels like it should be. <laughs> and to some people, this episode, uh, Tyler and I had originally debate, discussed having the wives on to uh, host the closeout of first season and have them on to uh, help us close out with the season finale. But they, they really wanted to be in on this episode. So we'll count this as a season finale and next week will be the coda. How's that? Well, basically, next week is like the epilogue of uh, the season, <laughs> if you will. All right. Yes. No, we it was just funny because we did sit down. I don't think we've talked about this yet, but to record and you go, OK, I'm ready for 21. I said, we're not doing 21. You go, yes, we are. I'm like, well, I don't have anything for 21. <laughs> so I'm glad we were able to get it all straight now. And uh, the wives get to watch one that I knew we knew they'd like and they've said before they like. So because they're they have an investment in Corey and Topanga, similar to our investment, I think. So indeed. Yes. They have their I Heart Corey Topanga shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> and since it's podcast and audio only, no one can argue differently. Yep, That's exactly. Right. Uh, so let's go ahead and get things started then. All right. So we start in the classroom. We have a projector playing a uh, old timey film. Now, this is a real projector, not a uh, electrical one that you plug in a little uh, HDMI cord oh, yeah, or real zip to drive, real. but real to real. You got to wonder when they stopped using it. I I will tell you, just spoiler, I didn't find an exact answer when they quote unquote stopped using them. But Feeney seems like the type of guy that if he has the opportunity to use the projector, he's going to use it, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I will say in the 90s, I do remember these still being used, not in school, but in, in like the library and whatnot. Oh, yeah. so. there, there were there were still even some theater houses that were using them as well. Yeah, it's sad that all theaters are now digital, but, you know, not the point, not the point. Um, <laughs> so uh, we are learning about hormones and how people uh, go into puberty and uh you know, the guys are not really enjoying what they're learning about. No, in fact, Corey has a rating. This movie's rated H for Hurl. Yes. You know, it doesn't uh, strike me as uh, that uncommon for teenage boys to not handle well the your body is changing and, uh, you know, you're going to start feeling things you never felt before. It certainly adds credence to the idea that girls mature faster, especially when they... Talk about that in the film and Corey's responses. Sean, I'm feeling so vulnerable. Do you have a tissue? <laughs> yeah. So let's just let's let's start a discussion here, if you if you will. Um, we're all people that have interacted and worked a lot with teenagers. We were once teenagers ourselves, and you guys have teenagers at home. So um, 
I guess the easiest way to say it is, is um, how awkward is that? <laughs> Teenage hormones? Or talking about them. Or talking about them. <laughs> Whatever you, however you want to answer it. <laughs> well, the answer to both is incredibly awkward. <laughs> uh, but let's see. But it seems to be our reason for um, explaining most of the things that they do. Like they'll be, they'll say something or forget something or get really mad or really sad or really happy. And our answer is always, guys, it's your hormones. (laughs) That's why you're acting like this, feeling like this. You know, Topanga uses similar uh, sweetness and guilty uh, words as well to uh, get Corey to do what she wants him as well at one point. You know, we'll get there. Don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, uh, talking with uh, really, it's more so with our our middle child right now. The hormones and hormones affect teenagers in different ways. It's not always (sighs) it's not always the stereotypical chasing the girls like Eric or making them weepy and angry. Sometimes it just interferes with the thought process. And it's easy to talk with them about how the hormones are changing them. Sometimes it can be difficult starting conversations just about the topic. Do you have anything you'd like to add, honey? She's shaking her head. That indicates no. Um, (laughs) So I guess I'll just say in working with teenagers, there is a very stark difference between those that are haven't quite entered puberty yet uh, and those who have definitely hit it, understand what they're doing and how chaotic that mess can be sometimes. Sixth graders are fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But uh, middle school tends to be the worst time. Yes. Middle school is the worst time for sure. Um, By far the most chaotic time period. Mm -hmm. It's also fun, though. (laughs) If you like chaos. Yeah, it can be. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes it's not. Uh, We were just I was showing talking to you about uh, our weekly event flood about how, you know, things have changed, but doesn't change the fact that some girl is going to steal a boy's hat and run away from them. (laughs) Oh, yes. And you watched it happen right in front of your eyes. So, yes, my first flood was 15 years ago and. It's still happening. Never going to stop. Yeah, never going to stop. Um, so, yeah. So back to the episode. Boys are basically roasting the film. Feeney's just trying to quiet them down. And, you know, they get done and they're having just a short discussion about uh, what did you hear in the film? You know, what what can you understand? And basically the boys are still roasting it. And Topanga makes a very poignant uh, point about uh, butterfly and transformation and um gives credence to the fact that girls are maturing faster and potentially even that she has already gone through or started puberty before we actually see the show. And so she is miles ahead of where Corey actually is. Is anyone surprised by this? No. No. (laughs) 
But of course, uh, we have Corey trying to uh, be his improv, you know, comedy stance and, you know, really sticking it to Feeney. And Sean drops his pencil. And a girl picks it up and hands it to him. And then Sean, no longer roasting. Sean is what you may call schmitten. <laughs> and Corey's trying to be like, right, Sean? Sean? And uh, they don't understand what's happening. And I call shenanigans. <laughs> you don't have that laugh on your soundboard? I don't have the laugh on the soundboard. Oh, I wanted to see if anyone was going to mimic it. I was waiting for you to play it. A <laughs> <laughs> little more high-pitched, honey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I call shenanigans, and here's why. This is Hillary. Same actress. This is the only acting credit she's ever done in Hollywood. This is Brianne O'Donnell. The only other time we've ever seen her was eight episodes ago at the end of She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. When Sean and Corey were in the cafeteria and she's asking, she's new at the school and she's looking for the principal's office. And mm. Sean turns away from Corey with the same exact look on his face, dumbfounded, uh -huh. Twitter pated look. And Corey is begging him, We have a pact. And Sean says, I know right where it is, leaps up from the table, and he's dragging Corey and the table out of the lunchroom to escort this young young woman to the principal's office. Well, Brad, I have a very simple solution to your concern <laughs> and your shenanigans. And that is one, two, three. <gasps> episodes, episodes got, got episode. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, you could argue that this is the first girl he's ever met who he doesn't see just as another classmate. It is a girl he has a crush on, realized it maybe the first day and just ignored it and just tried to avoid her as much as possible. And then in this moment, she caught eye to eye. They and brushed just, fingers. Yes. He touched her. But it was just, just nothing he could do things. about it. <laughs> and then she <laughs> talked to him and said, let's go on a date. And again, so I would argue that maybe Sean is still developing sooner than Corey is because, again, he's taller than him. He's a little more risk uh, adverse, if you will. And so there's a strong chance that he uh, has avoided her as best he could. But now he can't because she is asking him out. She is aggressive. Yes. <laughs> Not as aggressive as uh, my day with the president's daughter. Eric but. Matthews doing magic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anywho, we go to cafeteria. The guys are still kind of talking about the whole movie or film thing and about puberty. And I did clip Sean and, and Corey's interaction here. Tell me something. How do you ask a girl out? Simple. You open the door and say, get out. You're bothering me. <laughs> No, I mean, like, on a date. Well, Eric uses the shotgun approach. He just keeps dialing random numbers till he hears the word yes. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and after all that, what do you got? A girl. What's the point? I have a story. <laughs> so, when I was uh, going into seventh grade... I had uh, there was a girl that I had a slight crush on, but I didn't understand what that meant at the time. And I remember she came up to me at my house. She was 
At like a neighbor's you. house. Oh, I was going to say, why was she at your house? <laughs> she was at a neighbor's house, saw me and walked over and started oh, talking to me. Okay. And I almost verbatim said what Corey said, which was, you're bothering me. <laughs> and she was just trying to talk to me. And if I had any sense whatsoever, I would have realized, oh, she's no longer dating the boy she was dating before. And I can talk to her without getting in trouble or getting into a fight. So... Yeah. You hadn't gotten your telegram yet? I did not know. I <laughs> sounds I was like a five year old. Because <laughs> he just bluntly turns off the TV or does things like that. So I could imagine him telling a girl to just get out. Yeah. Your body. <laughs> yeah, no. This, so this, this mentality, I believe, is not that far off. I do feel bad for that girl. I will not name her right now because that's not nice, but not like she's going to hear this. I don't think she's going to even remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Did she just tell a joke I didn't get? Sean, stop laughing. I can't. Well, I don't even know what just happened. I'm feeling really weird, Corey. Sean, what's happening? I don't know. You're scaring me. Sean, talk to me. I can't talk about it. I can laugh about it, but I cannot talk about it. (laughs) Yes, so as we talked about before, everyone responds differently to puberty, and it appears that Sean becomes a blubbering mess (laughs) and uh, doesn't know how to move forward. (laughs) Uh, But it is around this time that uh, Minkus introduces us to Perky. Which is the weirdest <laughs> magazine name in the entire world. Yes. Yes. I mean, it sounds 90s, but it really does. I do have Minkus's little breakdown of Perky, too. My research material. Perky magazine? Perky tells girls everything they want to know about themselves. Therefore, if we read it, we'll know everything about them, too. It's the roadmap to their very souls. Shaving your legs. How high is high enough? Your little friend there hasn't gotten his telegram yet. <laughs> Mascara, use it. Don't abuse it. Well, um, as long as I don't actually have to go to the newsstand and buy it, I might as well borrow it for a couple of days. Guys with one eyebrow, what's their problem? <laughs> you know, this is the encyclopedia to everything you don't want to know. Yeah, can you imagine reading this kind of garbage? So, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that one of them is interested and wants to know more and the other one is stuck wanting to still do all the same things i just want to know how effective like looking at perky magazine is really going to be <laughs> with those headlines <laughs> i don't know how 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 many girls at the middle school are trying to figure out guys with one eyebrow what's all that about <laughs> I know zero. <laughs> right. Okay. So there, there's not a high. Like, when both, let's go with this. When both of you were in high school and middle school, how likely were you to pick up a magazine and try to gain some information? Uh, no, I was not picking up <sighs> magazines to gain information. I was getting like the magazine to find out about like the uh, boy band or the 
hot guy or oh, that type of thing. And they had posters. Exactly. So you got to get the posters and out the and posters. Hang them on the wall. I wasn't looking to find out how high is it too high to shave my legs. Uh, you know, I was looking for the heartthrob poster of the month. <laughs> so you didn't use the makeup tips. You were looking for that Backstreet Boys back to back poster, weren't you? I mean, at the time I was buying those magazines, Backstreet Boys was phasing out a little, but Fine. yes. Orlando Blue. Yes. In <laughs> sync for Kelly. No. <laughs> Hanson. <laughs> Bop. No, remember, I'm from the New Kids on the Block era. Uh, that's true. Yeah, but I did love my my yeah. I had my Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster right by my bed. Yes, (laughs) JTT, JTT baby. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, anywho, yes, Hillary asks out Sean, and thus Sean responds with the um, all those fun giggles. Yes, in, in a way that. Cannot be reproduced uh, easily. I can't talk about it. I can laugh about it, but I cannot talk about it. And, uh, as a sidebar, Minkus does not seem to have changed, at least in this first part of the episode. Are we to assume that Minkus is already in the throes of puberty? Or is he being more like analytical to the puberty aspects? That's like, what I think it is. He seems to understand knowledge wise, but not the emotional and hormonal part of what's going on. But to be fair, he's always been in love with Tabanga this whole season. Yeah. Slap me in a wet toot and throw me overboard. <laughs> because I am a provider, babe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about Randy Minkus before. I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah. I would argue he has not gone through actual, he has not started actual puberty. He's just very much aware of he's supposed to get a wife and he's going to latch on to Topanga because she's pretty. And smart. And smart, yes. She might be his only quote unquote equal. Mm. Well, we will have a debate eventually about A's. That's true. True. Yes, we will. <laughs> oh, that is a soapbox waiting to happen. <laughs> All right, so we go to uh, Corey and Sean, uh, Corey and Sean, Corey and Eric's bedroom, uh, where Eric and Sean are sharing a scene. So we're in front of the movie theater. First hurdle, did she pay or did you pay? Eric, we snuck in. She agreed to a criminal act. Like this girl. (laughs) Then I go to get the popcorn, right? All right, very important. Did she offer to pay? We split it right down the middle. She's a keeper. I sprung for the artificial buttery flavored topping. Nice touch. You know, I could really make you into something. What are you guys doing? Uh, do you mind? We're talking here. Well, you can't be talking to Sean. Because Sean told me he can't talk to anybody. Did you forget about our basketball game? Sorry, Corey. I guess I lost track of the time. Uh, hang on a minute, Corey. This is guy stuff, okay? Basketball is guy stuff. <laughs> They're so cute at this age. <laughs> So you and Hillary are sitting in the movie theater. Uh, what'd you go see? Like we watched the movie. <laughs> Don't tell me you. Yes, we threw malt balls at people's heads for two hours. <laughs> well, not the way I would have gone, but hey, you're still playing in the minors. Oh, 
some middle school romance. That's a lot of malt balls. <laughs> it's a yes, lot of malt is. balls. On top of all the popcorn that they got. <laughs> no wonder they had to sneak in. Now, maybe this is just the middle child and me, you know, sneaking out right now. But I couldn't help but notice that. Eric has a tendency to really put Corey down no matter what's going on. And of course you realize that he in this moment <laughs> is relating and having this moment with Sean and the moment that Corey comes around immediately almost wants to shove him out the door and say, nope, you're not a part of this. This is guy stuff. No, that is your middle child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I figured, but it's just, it's that point, though, of he's going to put him down no matter what. I mean, even with with calling um, Sean being in the minors right now, I mean, if he gives us two episodes and a new season and a new school, Sean graduates pretty quickly to the majors. Very true. Yeah, but I mean, it is it is a lot of older brother, middle child, but Corey compared and contrasted to Sean and Eric's size, I mean... Sean, in a lot of ways, is probably the brother that he'd almost prefer to have. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they've they've always had a weird relationship within this show of almost seeing each other as equals where Corey, he will not give that time and day to. Again, could just be the middle child triggering. So I was sad about it. I felt so bad for Corey when he said that. It's definitely a hurtful moment, but I mean, it's a middle child moment. Well, to add to the middle child moment, then the youngest walks in and says, no one's paying attention to me. Give me the attention. (laughs) (laughs) And how does that make you feel, Tyler? Uh, It makes it very clear that the middle child's emotions don't matter. As my wife rolls her eyes. Uh, but no, but Morgan says that she wants to go get their mother a present, which, A, how does... I'm waiting in the car. six, seven-year-old have money for a Mother's Day gift? Um, um, no, it's called she's using her mother's money to go buy the Mother's Day either gift. Either Alan gave her money to, or she's expecting Eric to go exactly. get her something. That sounds more like a younger, the baby of the family would do that of expecting the older child to pay for it so she makes it very clear we're going to the mall and eric is mall boy (laughs) mall boy (laughs) because remember eric did get his driver's license so he could handle these types of errands yes and it could also be that alan did hand her money and say have your brother take you Mm -hmm. Uh yep But I like how they're all like, yeah, we really got to get mom something important. Well, what do you want? I don't know. Just grab anything. Hmm, whatever's laying around. Yep. <laughs> but we know that Mother's Day is, you know, within a few days. So mm-hmm. this is simultaneously the puberty episode and the Mother's Day episode. Isn't that like motherhood of you having to share a day with, you know, a really emotional and horrible thing your child has to go through? As we're nodding on. Yes. Mother, <laughs> the mothers are nodding. The moms keep forgetting that this is a audio medium. not video. And if they At don't point. say yes. Yes. We concur. Yeah. I mean, that's all of motherhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So we're back at the cafeteria and uh, we see. Oh, sorry. Before that, uh, Sean makes it clear that nothing is going to change whatsoever. And then we get to the cafeteria and he says, I'm going to go sit with Hillary now. (laughs) 
which is quite, I'd say it's a pretty common tradition that if you're dating a girl as a guy, you go sit where they sit. Yep. I don't know. You have lots of experience in that area. Not as much <laughs> as somebody else on this call. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Me? <laughs> I usually dated guys that didn't go to my school, though, so mm. I didn't have the lunchroom thing. Yeah. Fair. There you go. Yep. So back ball back in your court, Tyler. <laughs> uh, my biggest relationships, one was long distance and the other one, we never had the same lunch period. So oh, how convenient. In middle school, we all had the same lunch period and it was a cha- chaotic mess no matter what was happening. So I sat everywhere. Uh, at that point, Corey decides that he needs to get even with this Hillary, his new nemesis. That's right. And I've got his interaction with Minkus here for us. Minkus, let's talk perky. Ma, your telegram has finally arrived. No, this isn't romance. It's revenge. Two sides of the same hormone. What does that magazine say you've got to do to get a girl to go out with you? Me? Almost nothing, but uh, you is going to take some effort. <laughs> and you wonder why you sit alone at lunch. Here's your first dating tip. All right. Don't insult the boy with the perkies. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so what do I have to do? According to the survey in the September issue, what do you think is the number one thing girls want from a guy? Uh, loose change? <laughs> number nine. The number one thing is shared interest. And that means... Corey, this isn't algebra. This is something you could conceivably understand. (laughs) Shared interests. Talk to me. If he's into something, show an interest in it. Example, if the girl you're dating is interested in numismatics, you talk about... Numismos? on that list, just in case I can't fake an interest in something. Sense of humor. No problem, I'm a regular laugh right. Alright, so how do I select a lucky girl? Well, just think of someone you're completely comfortable with. Someone you could share a meal with, and someone who doesn't mind having you around. Well, my mom's already taken. (laughs) Corey, just go for the first thing in a dress. I have to say, in this conversation, Minkus is simultaneously arrogant, condescending, and creepy <laughs> when talking to Corey about how to get a girl. Especially when he says, don't insult the guy with the perkies. <laughs> he is way too confident. And we've seen way too many times of Topanga outright rejecting him. <laughs> Maybe that's why so Minkus doesn't make it to the second season. He gets a little too creepy towards so the end. Unless he has a girlfriend at another school that we don't know about, he does not really have the confidence. That he, he His confidence does not justify his quote-unquote skills. I have a girlfriend. She goes to another school. <laughs> she lives in Canada. <laughs> yeah, outside of the Canada, that's basically what Kelly tried to say before was, oh, I have boyfriends from other schools. I did, but then I realized <laughs> that was more high school. Middle school, you were in the same school. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a very, I mean, he's very condescending towards Corey. Now, granted, intellectually, they are quite on different planes, but this isn't algebra. It's conceivably something you could get, but he's talking down to him the whole time. It's just, 
I was very put off by the conversation. Right. Well, and this is the thing that I know we talked about before is as we move forward, we learn that Minkus does not return. And this is part of the problem is I think he just does not fit enough into being a close friend that some of the conversations they have don't come across as mean and almost bully-ish from his standpoint. Maybe Minkus just doesn't survive. And when he shows up in season five, it's just a ghost. Now you sound like your 15-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he drew an anime with them, that would be 15-year-old daughter. But he's also he also winds up being very, uh, uh, what's the word I want to look for? I'm not quite sure what word I want to use here for him. But when he tells Corey just the first thing in a dress... <laughs> Yes, can, ladies, can you please describe to us please the, tell us the what advice is there? That, uh, I don't know if you heard me gasp a little bit, but I didn't catch that when watching the actual episode until I just heard the clip. Well, that's because he walks past multiple girls in jeans mm-hmm. before he hits Topanga, who's wearing a dress. <laughs> so Corey took that literally, first uh-huh. of all. <laughs> yep, yep. Which in and of itself is actually a kind of a funny gag, but yes. right. <laughs> but the statement, the first thing in a dress. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. I mean, yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> what if he ran into like a teacher in a dress? Like, <laughs> it could get yeah. awkward. He only ruled his mom out because she was taken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not great. Not great advice. No, but it's definitely showing adolescence at its adolescence chauvinism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but can we all just be honest for a moment in that Corey's first dig was always going to be with Topanga? Oh, I mean, oh, it has course. to be always with Topanga. Like... She already she already made out with him while he was handcuffed they to a locker. Up, right? uh, kiss. It wasn't a make out. <laughs> with his hair as big as... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So just we from from episode four, this is what we've been leaning up to. And that's why oh, I think yes. it story wise, it makes sense that this is the season finale because we're getting to that from that first awkward. She's very confident. She pushed up against the locker and kisses him to, you know, not realizing it, but they're on a date mm-hmm. as an emotional through line. This would be this would be the logical conclusion. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we get to Corey finds Topanga because she's in a dress and uh, Corey unintentionally asks her out talking about the IHOS and right across from Bob Stoop checks Burger World. I wonder, did he expand from Sports World? Probably. Yeah, because Bob Stoop, Stoop checks Sports World was backing up the truck under Sean's Christmas tree. He owns You're half right. of Philadelphia. <laughs> Ooh, in this fictional version, he probably owns a good chunk of this international house of salads. I'll burn a deep dive real quick. That does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler's very happy about that. I mean, I like salad. I'm just not. Do you want sprout balls? And- no, I like meat in my salad. So <laughs> go for a good chicken in a salad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So the two of them are going to go on a date, <laughs> going to be at the IHOS, and we transition to the kitchen. What do you know that I don't know? Nothing. We 
Which kid is it? Corey. Oh, I knew it. Okay, okay, let's see. He's too old to steal candy, but too young to wreck a car. Oh, no, it's a girl. It is. Corey is going on his first date. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Poor slob. What are you saying? You're his father. You should be proud. Hey, I've been on the guy side of dating. I mean, he's fine now, but he's just a little step away from... <laughs> dating was always fun for me. I remember talking on the phone to eight different guys a night. Yeah, well, the only way I survived it was knowing that one day I'd be married and I'd be calling the shots. Honey, I'm so sorry things didn't work out for you. I wonder if I can still warn him about the minefield he's about to step into without ruining his life. Well, Corey doesn't appear to be suffering like you did. He's actually excited about this date. I overheard him telling Sean that he couldn't play basketball today because he was going out with Topanga. Topanga? is always teasing, making fun of her. Oh, no, this is bad. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Corey, I think this is so wonderful. Son, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Question for the two of you, whom have teenagers, your children... I've learned now both of your two oldest either have had and or are in a relationship. So how have you handled the transition of your child now dating, quote unquote, and or going on a date? Well, they've never been by themselves. Correct. They've never been on a date with just them and the other person. It's always been supervised in one way or another. Yeah, we've never really I don't think either one of us has been Amy's side of things. Where it's just all giddy and ooh, with with Abby, um, how to describe? I'd say for myself, I'd probably fall a little bit between Alan and Amy, in that there was uh, some apprehension. There was no real surprise as to when the relationship moved from friendship to a little something more, and. You know, they they went out with his parents, I believe. They went to like his house to play Magic the Gathering or. (laughs) This date that Corey and Topanga are on, quote unquote, is at his house. They're doing something together and they just there's no other kids around them to get in the way. With Toby, um, you know, with he and his girlfriend, they've gone over and spent time at, at her house with their parents around and at our house with us around. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, it's it's what Corey and Topanga were doing. It's it's hanging out and, you know, there's they're not throwing molten milk balls at people's hair. They're not doing what Eric does in season two. Even Corey's season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven, good looking people. They do a lot of growing up over the summer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. This is probably the biggest jump in yes. from one season to the next. They must have decided that middle school is not that exciting. They have to get up into junior, senior high. But I remember something about Abby now, um, depending on how you're going to edit this and put it together. But um, I remember that the boy she liked asked out someone else by writing her a letter which is so old school, but that's what he did. And uh, she rejected him. 
So I think it was either the same day or the day after Abby's like, well, hey, how about me? He said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Something to that effect. Like it was just like, oh, the girl he liked, you know, whatever. Middle school, just a middle school type relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I think like middle school dating is just so different than even high school dating and college and real life because the amount of people I know for a fact dated through friends and whatnot, quote unquote, dated for a week or two and then, Mm -hmm. you know, went to the next friend and, you know, they're just experimenting and trying out this Mm -hmm. coupling thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and most of the and most of this at this time is super harmless. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, on the emotional scale, would you say the two of you handled it well, or I think so. I think we did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were never out of sorts or anything. We never had any cause for stress. And I had a little bit of Amy giddiness with it because it's just you know, it's yeah, cute you were and fun. understandably you as the mom, you were a little. Yeah. You leaned a little more giddy as a dad. I leaned a little more protective, but. Yeah. Because, I mean, she went to winter formal with him. Yes. <laughs> Why they have a formal at a middle school, I don't know, but. I mean, that's adorable. Whatever. It was it's adorable. Cute, but, yeah, no. It was adorable. Yeah. So, yeah. So we get back to the Matthews. And clearly, Alan is not happy about this situation. It's the stupidest thing Corey's ever done. Yeah. No, I I will say, I think he takes it a little far, but it's mostly just the point of you've been a kid and you're just into sports and all the things. And now you're going to turn into Eric and just be obsessed about girls, which in fairness, Corey never does. But you don't know that until, you know. We get into the next season. Yeah. And to, to Alan, this is a very hard left turn for Corey. I mean, this, this well, is. Well, and Corey explained why, yeah. too. It was because Sean did it. It wasn't because he was ready. Right. Right. He just moment. wanted to catch up. Yeah. Which he picked up on that very quickly. It was mm-hmm. They did. It's like they're really smart or something. Smart kids. Yeah. There parents. are a lot of kids that will do stuff because they're trying to keep up with their friends and don't want to be not left behind. The, yeah, they don't want to be left behind. Speaking as someone who was a late bloomer and never uh, did well when he was this age, I fully understand why Corey would, you know, make the choice he made. It's okay. Boys get their letters late. <laughs> their telegrams. Yes. Telegram from his teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, mine did not come until late. <laughs> uh, but anywho, so they talk about doing the date because it's not right to lead this girl on is what they're trying to tell him. And so he calls and says, I need to be honest. <laughs> and Alan's like, and you think he's ready to date? Um, so he goes and calls. It's so nice because he goes, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm sick. We can't go out. <laughs> feel good about that (laughs) just making it clear he's perfectly fine with telling a lie right now and his his in his mindset as a sixth grader uh there's no way it's gonna blow up in his face whatsoever and then immediately the next scene it blows up in his face because Topanga is a good person and cares about Mm -hmm. him and decides that he's she's gonna do a nice thing for him she's gonna bring him aura juice yeah so she comes and brings him um banja tea 
and uh, Corey to cleanse his aura. Yeah, to cleanse his aura, and you know Corey tries to kind of push her out. You know, hey, sorry we didn't go on the date, but you know, hey, I don't think we're really ready for this. Blah blah blah. And she goes, oh yeah, sure, I understand. And then right before she leaves, I notice that she kind of stops, thinks for a moment, and then asks the thing she wants to ask. Very she directly. seems very hesitant to leave the whole time. Just little moments, and and I mean, kudos to Daniel Fish as an actress uh, I don't know how much of it was direction how much of it was her even at that age but she's very make making some very solid acting choices in that she she's conveying she doesn't want to leave even even tapping on the doorknob a few times before she asks her question about the socks on the floor mm-hmm. I mean she very Topanga does not want to leave the house yet she wants to hang out she wants to spend time with him she got her telegram <laughs> She wants the date, and no matter what happens, she's going to get that date. Telegram for Miss Teenager. (laughs) Yes, but she asks, you know, why are there so many socks on the floor? And he explains that he's helping do laundry. And by doing laundry, he means he's putting socks together and then throwing them like a basketball into the sock bin. And apparently he's not a good shot if there's literally socks everywhere. Yeah, they're (laughs) over by the door. Because we're supposed to believe he's really good with because we see the one shot. (laughs) But if they're over by the door, if he's like laying out socks at different places, you know, doing it and then shooting from the different spots, I could see that. But maybe, you know, if he's as good as basketball as we claim and he has my type of skill, he's not a good shot. (laughs) He only made the B team. Yeah. He only made the A team because what? Five guys fouled out. Uh, Three. Three. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you travel with five guys, three of them foul out. No big deal. Uh, But yeah, so Corey shows her what he's doing with the socks and she finds that so cool and is in awe of his athletic ability. Uh, Real quick, girls, have you ever amazed at a boy's what he's able to do, even though it's really a simple thing and you know you could do it, but to flirt, to make sure it's clear you like him, you'll embellish a little bit of how good he is. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. So what have you done it to us? Well, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they have us. They don't need to. No, now we point out all the things that work. <laughs> That's okay. We've had the discussion of Dr. Pepper and how she said, oh, yeah, I like Dr. Pepper and would drink it all the time when we I were first dating. It. And now she's like, no, it's gross. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm also not a teenager. <laughs> uh, when did we do it to you? Hmm. Oh, well. you don't have to answer that. I was just <laughs> mostly saying it for the joke. I, 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 for I lied guys. about I lied about our whole relationship before. I figured as much. You, you know, <laughs> I know. I was a catch. Uh, <laughs> so anywho, uh, he goes through uh, what he was doing and giving commentary and. Sorry. You chose him, but... I'm going to have to play the tape back on that one because I didn't say? catch it. Nothing. I didn't say anything. I just kept laughing. She's laughing at your, I'm, I'm a catch. She's laughing at the way you said it. Mm-hmm. 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 My wife knows how to make me feel real special, that's for sure. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, part of Corey's play... 
play. Uh, part of his <laughs> what he's doing with socks and laundry is that he is doing commentary of the NBA players that he is uh, destroying while he is doing this. Oh yeah, and so he does the same play by play with Topanga, and she just walks up and puts the socks in the basket and says, "I made one." <laughs> <laughs> Just like you. We both made one. Yeah, we both made one. <laughs> and then they had a discussion about the Mother's Day and how, you know, Corey's just trying to do a couple of nice things because, you know, Mother's Day's coming around. She goes, oh, are you gifting her chores? And he goes, you can do that? <laughs> think I can get away with that? <laughs> I did find it interesting because I've, I've watched this, especially this segment of it, uh, three times in preparation for this. At no point did I hear him say... He's helping his dad with the chores. Uh-huh. It's just presented and it's just stated that he's doing laundry. Uh-huh. She assumes he's helping his dad, which is fine. And he says, you know, he, we're a progressive family, which is fine. But this is not set up in his mind at all that this is, you know, this, this is him helping out with for Mother's Day. So Corey does chores. Uh-huh. This is probably the first time we've really seen him do chores because we've had this discussion before when Sean was hiding out about vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it clear he gets an allowance. So there's clearly stuff he does. He, from, from this scene, I gather that he's doing a couple of extra things, not for chores, but just to be nice to his mom. Based on some of the things in his laundry, it might only be his laundry. That too. <laughs> Ninja hurdles. And now they're gone. <laughs> Oh, 90s. So, moms, I guess let's go ahead and get here. We may not use this. We may do it. Who knows? But uh, Mother's Day. What's the best gift you've ever gotten on Mother's Day? My best gift is when my husband says you have the day to yourself and takes the kids away. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry, kids. (laughs) Whenever I get a nap and... No one bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't think of like a physical present that I've gotten. Well, as we have talked before, and I'll share this with you guys slash the, the good looking people. Uh, I grew up with in a family where we would do things for Father's Day, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. um, and we would show our love You know, just doing acts of service with each other, Uh, cleaning out the van, uh, cleaning out different rooms of the house, you know, knowing if my parents had a project they really wanted to work on, we would do one of those projects. Um, So I try to help with my son uh, of teaching of like, okay, it's Mother's Day. We are going to do some cleaning. We're going to we're going to make something good for mom and we're going to give her space Mm -hmm. because she deserves a nap. That's the best. Second best, cute little homemade gifts. Oh yeah, I do they're like adorable. those little gifts, especially that they from make school? school. Yeah, with oh, the handprints yes. or the pictures or yeah, those are adorable. Yeah, you're a sucker for those. Oh heck yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the time. I was a little sad. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna get one during COVID because uh, he wasn't at school. He wasn't at school, but. <laughs> Tyler did uh, help him make one for Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. And that was prime, like adorable handprint time because he was about, well, COVID two or three. Three ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was three ish. 
Yep, that's what I'm saying. I'm a keeper. That's <laughs> <laughs> a catch. Oh, yeah, that's what we, I'm a catch. Um, well, Topanga says something that I want us to have just a small discussion on. They're kind of laughing and giggling. They're messing around. And Topanga says, you're killing me, Corey. Like saying, you're so funny. So it sounds one of those kind of buttery, flirty, you know. She's starting to figure out how to flirt. She got her telegram. (laughs) Right. Telegram for Miss Teenager. Yes. But (laughs) I point that out because I remember when I was told that was really funny. And then I stopped being so funny. (laughs) That's because we've been married now (laughs) for a while. Now we really know, good-looking people, why the moms were invited to guest. <laughs> we'll see if they'll have us back. That's what you said last time. We'll have you back. Oh, okay. Oh, we're a catch. We're a catch. <laughs> oh, yes. We go to the backyard, and uh, Sean and Corey are telling Eric about their dates. There he is, young me. How's your second date? What, another date? Yeah, my last one. Ah, uh, second date slump. I've seen it happen a thousand times. Not to me. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking it's deeper than that. See, each one of us is born with a certain amount of coolness. Now, a guy like Minkus could live to be a thousand years old and never use a drop of his cool. <laughs> me? I'm a 13-year-old burnout. Sean, get a grip. You're still cool. It's just the planet Mercury in retrospect. What are you babbling about? Some astrology thing. Topanga was explaining it to me. Hey, that's right. How was your date? What date? I didn't have a date. I canceled it. Oh, come on, Cor. When I got home from work, you and Topanga were looking pretty cozy on the couch there. That was not a date. She just came over to bring me some aura juice. And? And nothing. I taught her how to shoot a basket. Okay, so let's recap. Point A, she brought refreshments. Point B, you chose the activity. Sounds like a date to me. Read my lips. There was no date. We talked about what we were getting our moms for Mother's Day. Aha! Point C, shared interests. <sighs> 16 to base. We have a confirmed date. Send back up. <laughs> Did Eric also read the Perky magazine with the common interests? He's reading those points like Minkus had earlier. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Um, who do you think's dealing the Perky magazine? <laughs> Out of the back of the car. Mm-hmm. He drives up to the middle school. Oh my gosh. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Eric always goes and does the talk with the sixth graders so he can then use his car to drive up to the uh, fence line and give and buy a perky magazine for perky. kids that can afford it yeah mm-hmm. i mean he does work at a supermarket yeah, he's they, got he's got to make up that five percent imagine they would have a magazine stand there section yeah. that's that's the grift so i'm really upset about something okay we don't know details about sean's second date Except for no. it was a flop. Except that it was a flop. And it was obviously his fault because he's not cool anymore. He used up all his cool. Yeah. But I'm like, what happened? Hillary, come on. I mean, we can go into speculation zone if you'd like. Well, I just figure they're sixth graders. But I mean, it clearly is not that bad because she does say hi to him at the end and he runs after her. That's true. Apparently every other time they see each other, the magic is gone. 
Every other time. Okay. Got it. Because, you know, from episode eight, somewhere in between, they saw each other again. And here we are, episode 21. And <laughs> they go on another date and there's no magic. And they'll see each other at the, in the tag and the magic's back. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no point. Let's just keep moving forward. Uh, I was just sad. I was curious. Wanted to know what Mercury's happened. Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. Retrospect. Exactly. That's, what the, that's what Corey says. Mercury's in retrospect. And you think Corey's right? No, we know he's not. <laughs> I know he's not. <laughs> Mercury's in retrospect. There's a t-shirt. Okay. I'm going to throw out a speculation for you, Kelly. All right. My speculation is this time they went to the mall and he was expected to have conversation and he had nothing. <laughs> he just giggled. <laughs> right. He either just giggled the whole time or he'd go, so what are you doing? Because uh, that's, do? that's the type of game that you have at the start for most boys and not being able to really hold a real conversation with a girl. Or maybe so. he expects her to pay half again. Mm, could be. But either way, whatever happened, mostly I think it's him reflecting on it and not her reflecting mm, on yeah. it. So it could just be that he did one small thing. Maybe and made he her, burped. Maybe. Could have farted in front of her. Yeah. Who's to say? I don't know. In a couple episodes, he gets a lot more games. So who's to say really what happened? But we go to uh, the hallway and we got Corey and Eric just uh, Eric, uh, Sean just sitting on the uh, floor, which you gross middle school floor. Not great. But teenage boys. So they don't care. I know. Uh, but they're talking about how, hey, we got through our first dates and we're still friends and we're always going to be friends and nothing's we, ever going to change. We skipped over a little segment there. Did I? Yeah. Corey and Topanga have a little heart to heart in the hallway. I am so sorry. So after the whole <laughs> backyard I, thing. I'm just saying. They do? They do. Yeah. They have a heart to heart. Because he says that the. He thanks her for the suggestion for oh, the for poem. The poem. Yeah, writing a poem for yeah. Mother's Day that his and mom loves. He's it. insistent that what they had was not a date. She's not into labels, but okay. But yeah, he thanks her. You know, thanks her for or for tells her she knows a lot about uh, uh, about women, and you know she'll someday she'll grow to be one. And you know she fixes his collar and walks away, and he fixes it back. He unfixes it, and then fixes it back that's pretty symbolic mm-hmm. that's, that's like the anchor for the through line I, I don't disagree i just i forgot about it completely um but yeah so they have this adorable moment and they're quote-unquote honest with one another and mostly just they're happy they had the moment and i do like that she talked about he talked about the fact that he wrote her a letter using the uh advice that Topanga mm-hmm. gave him what it was a poem. Oh. Um, anywho, I will say that one of the best uh, things I think you can ever give to a parent, just throwing this out there to any young people listening, if you write a letter or poem, mm-hmm. something that is from your head about your feelings towards your parents is one of the best gifts you can ever give. Uh, I remember one year I just wrote like five reasons or ten reasons my dad's the best dad. And... Not that my dad's much of a crier, but I watched him get teary-eyed, and I'm like, what is happening right now? 
So back to the hallway. Yes. So we're back to the hallway officially now. And they're talking about how nothing's changing. Uh, they're always going to be best friends. Nothing is ever going to get in the way. And then Topanga and Hillary walk by going in two different directions and they sprint away from each other. Later. <laughs> that was an episode. That, <laughs> with that, it is officially an episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> Shall I get to my deep dive? People, 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 people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? All right. So getting into the deep dives. So for starters, Mother's Day in the year 1994 was May 14th. So for anyone that that date may be important to you, congratulations. I would have been two for that. No, one and a half would have been two officially. Yeah. I had a birthday in January. That would be May. Yeah, it would have been two. You're welcome for sharing your personal information on the internet. No. Hey, if anyone's paying attention enough to use my personal information, <laughs> feel free to. If you want to steal Tyler's identity, now you know how old he was. Wait, this was 1994? There's, there's no money. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. I was. I, oh, yeah, we grew up with Corey and Topanga. I forgot. Yes. We're their age yeah. as they grow. Yep. Yeah, you guys are old. Yes. Uh, so the hormone telegram, there is nothing out there specifically about this video in which they're watching. So whether they made it themselves or they... Uh, whether or not it exists. Right. Whether or not it actually exists, exists or not, we don't know for sure. But what we do know <laughs> is that there are many... I'm just going to use the word because we don't have a choice. There's many sex education videos out there and helping young people to understand how their bodies are changing and some of the ways in which they are going to be growing in the next few years and what that eventually will lead to. I remember. Now, Pennsylvania is not required legally it's not in their laws that they have that there has to be official sex education but there is uh required to be education on things like stds hiv curriculums are supposed to stress abstinence and it is not required to give instructions about sexual orientation and gender identity it's not required to do uh instructions of con of consent but there is requirement of as you progress and all that jazz so it's mostly just taking it from what i mostly found was about the sex education part and um the slowly learning things as you go along i i will say i was a student helper my senior year and so i watched a video that i already watched two years ago or the year before it was just funny listening to the same videos again about this stuff and thinking how many years in a row have they used these so projectors projectors are uh something that was once upon a time used in classrooms these old school projectors is among many of the things that have been used before for education and are no longer used. I'll just go through this quick list. So film projectors, things like VCRs and DVDs went away and there's no longer use for those because all the things that are on educational things as they're being updated went to VCRs and the DVDs clearly. Now I'm pretty sure it's just on YouTube and they just... It's all like saved. Either download it, yeah, yeah, or yeah, or they'll get it right straight it's from in the cloud. Yeah, uh, overhead projectors. 
uh, which for those of you that don't know, it basically is you put like a clear piece of it's a clear piece of plastic and they'd write on it and it would sh it would be a light that would shoot up and it would go straight over to the wall. The original smart board. Yes, the original smart board. Library card catalogs. And that way you know where all the books are in the library. Uh, we don't have those anymore because we have the computer and all you have to do is type in name of author, name of book, you know types and you can find it so a chalkboards for the most part most schools are using yeah the smart boards now and even whiteboards so more and more chalkboards are no longer used there's they're because they're too messy and whatnot pencil sharpeners with being more computer-based and also the fact that if you're going to use a pencil it's going to be more of a more like electronic pencil or mechanical mechanical whatever same thing <laughs> same electronic thing. pencil this one's going to be the one that hurts. VCRs and uh, VHS tapes. And that's how we were all kind of raised through being on VHS when and VCR tapes. When they wheeled the TV the into TV. the room, you to not hear the teacher talk for a little bit. Yep. And, and all <laughs> throughout Boy Meets the World. The TV was strapped down to the cart because mm -hmm. it was so big and heavy. <laughs> yep. Yes, and all throughout Boy Meets World, that's die. all we'll see is them using VCRs, you know, as we go along. Encyclopedias. We got Google now. One of the things they mentioned is paper and spiral notebooks. <laughs> but uh, yeah. My kids still use those. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them do. So anywho, as we continue, Perky. Uh, Perky is not a magazine. No, no, it is I, we not. could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because when I Googled it, something what did pop didn't come up, up when you Googled it. <laughs> um, Remember, this is a family friendly podcast. What I will say is I don't think anyone should look up Perky no. magazine. No, absolutely uh, not. Well, and can we give a definition of perky in the sense of the magazine? If you'd like to. Okay, I didn't know if you looked up what perky I mean, meant. For the magazine in question I found? No. No, no, no. For the Boy Meets World perky magazine. Wouldn't you like classify it as like a... Like a happy-go-lucky. Yeah, like a, yeah. like a... Not like a cosmopolitan, which would be like a women's magazine. No, I, I, but maybe like, like a, a 17. Yeah, like a 17 or... Well, a 17 in the 90s, not a yeah, 17 today. No, those are... They're or like J14. Teen Beat. Teen Beat. If the two will allow me to continue with my little section of you this episode. You did invite us. Oh. If you don't want us to talk, so, you should invite us. to make it clear, the... What, the thing that is now considered Perky Magazine has nothing to do with teen girls, and I do not recommend anyone looking it up. That is all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So with that said, I have a list of 10 teen girl magazines from the 90s. Ooh, I yeah. can either read them to you or you can guess and you can see how many you get. Let's let's have the wives guess and see how good they, so their you, memories you are. So you have 10. I have 10 there. on well, this list. Well, we already said 17. Was that on your list? It is number two. So yes. that was like my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I read a lot of Seventeen magazine too. Um, Teen Beat. Teen Beat. Yes. Well, it's listed as Tiger, Tiger Beat, Beat, but it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, Seventeen. Those are my two favorites. Um, isn't there one like J fourteen or something like that? Uh, J fourteen. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, good job. You're doing much better than in the uh, in the <laughs> other the game time we travel. played. <laughs> oh, Teen Beat is different than Tiger Beat. So you got Teen Beat. Yeah, Tiger I Beat. I was thinking the you word the Tiger same, earlier, so, so yeah. I would have won. They both had it, so 
So we have four then? Uh, yeah, I give you four. Um, so these are teen girl magazines. Let's yes, see. but remember, sometimes magazines will put out a younger edition. Right. I'm, I think there's like a isn't like a Miss Cosmo or yeah, something. Yeah, or a like, Cosmo girl. girl like, or, there's like a Cosmopolitan only like a teen version. Cosmo girl. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. Yes. Five for five. Um. All right. This is probably wrong, but I keep thinking of American Girl because it was so big. American Girl was one of them. Yes. <gasps> I win. <laughs> I love winning. Um. Not people, but like besides Teen Beat, there was another. You said people. I did. What teen type of people? Yeah, Teen ah, People. Yes. What, what type of people? <laughs> type oh, of Teen People. And by the way, guys, uh, when I was in high school, I was in charge of organizing the magazines in the library <laughs> magazine room. Nerd. So I'm trying to remember <laughs> all of the titles. <laughs> um, oh, there's two other big ones, I would say, that are on here. And one would be more focused towards like boys and the ones you may have crushes on and may have more like pop stars it's got three letters attached to it three letters we're not i'm not gonna get it yeah oh my gosh good job Teen Bop, because that's where I did look. I did read that one. Well, that had all the posters on it. Yeah, had more than just the one. It had like all of them. All of the posters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one more, the big one I would say that only has two letters attached to it, and it's got a is it JQ? No. No. ET. No. Uh, a B. <laughs> y M. Wow. Yeah, for young miss. Young yeah. miss. So you got eight. Okay, which what is were the other two? Pretty darn good. So I guess the last one would be Bustle. Yeah, I would have never got that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yep. So anyway, uh, pretty darn good. Uh, Teen girls. Alan Matthews uh, makes a comment about sorority of Satan. Did you know that? Uh, I'm sure we didn't. Actually, a book from the 70s. It takes place in the, the story itself takes place in 1958 about a girl who's off to college. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But you can find it on Amazon if you truly want to. Written by Graham uh, Wind. New Mastics is a study of collection of currency and coins, tokens, paper money, metals. Mink has taught us that. All that stuff. So he was trying to say, hey, if you're interested, if a girl's interested in this, what should you talk about? And Corey goes, I don't know. He goes, coins. Coins is the answer. Yeah, he's not wrong. The other thing he said was neophyte. Uh, neophyte is a person uh, who is new to a subject, skill, or belief. Uh, often people who are converted to a new religion could be called a neophyte. Bancha tea is also is a Japanese green tea. It's also referred to as a common tea or everyday tea. I'm not seeing anything specific about how it's supposed to get rid of aura problems, but, you know, I mean, green tea is a good cleansing 
drink, you know, helping with uh, throat issues and whatnot. Yes. So the last thing I want us to talk about is we finally have the chance to talk about the uh, 76ers because we've literally talked about all of the other sports. And this is the first time this whole season the Sixers are truly mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, They've talked about Shaquille O'Neal. They've talked about basketball, but they never really talked openly about the Sixers and mentioning the thing. So pull out your cards. They officially hit all of the sports teams in Philadelphia. Bingo and Yahtzee. Yes. So the 76ers finished six in their division uh, with a record of 25 and 75 for the season. And this is why they didn't bother mentioning the 76ers. I mean, there's a strong chance when they were probably writing this the show, Sixers weren't doing good, so they just probably ignored it. I'm just currently looking at the list of people on here. No one really of note. <laughs> Am I seeing? Also, keep in mind that 94 is one of the seasons in which the Bulls I think this is the season the Bulls won their third title, so no one cared about any other team besides the Bulls. That's a big that part season. of why everyone was wearing Michael Jordan and Bulls stuff like we talked about a couple episodes back. Yep, exactly. Yes, when you listen to the episode, we talk about the fashion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that is part of it. It's the Bulls are everywhere. Yeah, so we listen to every episode. Yes. Our number one fans is our wives. That's right. <laughs> I guess I will just simply put that to end end this segment, I will ask for just a little research. Moms, what would you classify as a date? For middle schoolers? For middle for... schoolers and then for yourselves. Like now? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Middle no. schoolers, I guess I picture mom or dad. Dropping them off at Dairy Queen. Or the movies. Or the movies. Or um, um, or just hanging out after school. Right. Watching TV. Playing video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, spending time together, doing something together. Yeah. Maybe and eating share food. common interest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Eric's, Eric's Perky was right. Yeah. <laughs> that was there. there. The classifications are right. <laughs> Maybe not their source. <laughs> right. right. They um, just use Perky because they didn't want to have to pay any of those magazines. Of course they did. <laughs> That's why they have cola everywhere for their drink. I mean, now. Um, so if you could go on a date, right, a date's what would a you pretty do? variable thing. Like, I'll classify any time either. I could go out by ourselves as a date. It could be Walmart. Right. It, it might involve a trip to Target after we eat food. But yeah. <laughs> running errands equals date. Yeah. <laughs> Without the boys. Yeah, really, though. Yes. Yeah. As our kids have gotten older, uh, my favorite thing to do besides the, you know, typical dinner and a movie is um, anything experiential that we could do mm-hmm. together, whether it's an escape room. What else do we do? There have been times where we've actually been able to take an extended date and and get away for a night or mm-hmm. even a weekend. Yeah, those are the best. Those need scheduled you too right. when you can. But yeah, those are my favorites but yeah typically it's running errands without the children mm-hmm. going to dinner talking about the children and I then mean, we've even uh this is pre-baby but grayson would stay at uh grandma and grandpa's and we would just watch movies at home and like make a bunch of junk food like yeah <laughs> like the olden days yeah <laughs> 
But you don't have to take care of a child yes. and you get to spend time together. That's how we spent one of your birthdays. I put the projector up and we got mm-hmm. a bu- mixture of gross food that we didn't want to eat and made some butter beers and had yeah. a good time. Yeah. It was nice. Yes. Yeah. We did go on a couple's retreat last year, though. So, yes. I mean, I wouldn't classify that as a date, but yes. We did go. We, we were away from our child. So, so far, I'm learning. As long as we're away from our child, <laughs> it's, it's a date. It's uh, no children. It's a shared experience. <laughs> and there was food. It's yeah. true. It's true. Yes. So, Perky would call uh, that a date. So, for us as adults, I'm now learning that as long as there's no children around, we're sharing food and common interest. <laughs> we're on a date. <laughs> yeah. So, Brett, what uh, what did you learn this week? From this episode. Uh, My learning was this. Talk to your kids about puberty hormones and emotional maturity and relationships before a teacher in a classroom does. Preach. Yes. Yeah. It would help avoid a lot of what went on in Corey's world this episode. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm going to, for the first time, I'm just going to say, I think we have the same exact lesson because just... It's never good for just the school to be educating your kids on stuff and preparing them for these things is wise. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's a part of it's part of the school's curriculum that they are required to have in most states that they're required to have something in place, at least for the basics. But as parents, it's our job to to raise our children and and to teach them about these things. So it's my job as a father to raise my sons and my daughters in these things to help them understand them uh, in a perspective that is going to help them succeed. That is not always going to be what the school's going to teach them anyway. And if I can do that in a way that is a lot more comfortable for them and will help them learn in a, in a way that's more suited to their a uh, particular learning style or their needs, then even better for it. Well, and the schools are just going to teach you fundamentals or, you know, anatomy, things like that, not necessarily the values that, you know, you want to instill in your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, it also feels like Alan was caught off guard that Corey could possibly be... <laughs> having these discussions he knew he school. didn't have the telegram he, yet. He knew he wasn't ready for his telegram. Hey, he got a you're a man now gift, so he should have had the you're a man now talk. Should have. Telegram from his teenager. <laughs> i tell you what, having that telegram talk while you're working on uh, the brakes on your car with your son actually is not a bad idea. Very nice. Um... Yeah, that's probably the shortest ever. What did we learn? Because <laughs> I think we're all agreeing of that's a good thing for us to learn. Anything different to add, wives? No. Mm-mm. No, that's perfect. Hey, all boys, I don't got to do that talk. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what grade would you give this episode? Well, I'll start with you, Brett, and then we can get to the wives. Well, and- I, I want to hear what the wives say first. All right. Wives, what grade would you give this? Do you guys just come up with arbitrary grades or do you have a rubric? <laughs> well. Like, what's what's your grading scale? Do you grade on, grade on a curve? <laughs> a plus to, we've not hit an F yet. I don't think either of us will give this an but like, F. Are we basing it on, like, storyline? On It's whatever you feel like. Okay, so it is no rubric. Just how we no. feel. There's, there's no just set very rubric across the board. 
but in my head, I do grade based upon story and artistic uh, criteria. Because, okay. you know, if if an episode's got an episode to get their story across, it's going to lose points. But also, like, does the main point or the lesson, does it justify some of the things that are happening? Because even though the episode has the episode, is that lesson more powerful than... The episode has the episode. Gotcha. All that comes into play. It really just comes down to what your gut feeling. Also, you have done this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we just want to... We know it's been forever. But, it has, and I didn't know... But it is your you know, grade. It is I, your scale. I, I may or may not have listened to every episode, so I just wanted to make sure the grading's still the same. It's however... It's a letter scale, and it's however you would grade this episode. Okay. I think I would give it... Um, B minus. I mean, I like classic Cory and Topanga. The main kiss um, and the perky kind of creep me out. <laughs> Understandably uh, so. But I, I do like the OG um, Cory and Topanga relationship um, and all that. That's I'm going to go with. Yeah, I was going to go with a solid B. I loved the episode. Um, If I'm comparing it to the rest of season one, it would get an A. Oh, yeah. Like overall. Nice. (laughs) Season one is not my favorite. No. (laughs) Well, I will also say for Brett and I, uh, we may disagree about what we're going to give, but we are comparing all the episodes as we've come along you know and we've had some a pluses a lot lately have not been anywhere near that in the end stress run they definitely were looking for filler yes so (laughs) i'll give my grade um my grade is an a plus this is in comparing of all the episodes of this season this is a classic this is an episode that i know for a fact i will use in doing uh work with teenagers more and more um it's a very good episode does the minkus stuff creep me out most definitely uh do i yada yada over that because the story is good itself and some of the way in which the characters interact in this episode really good yes so as creepy and weird as the minkus stuff is all of the other stuff are much louder voices in my opinion and that's why i give it an a plus i give it a c what (laughs) whoa i'm surprised go ahead tell me why it gets a c so here's why it gets a c there are now it does that it does not mean i will not watch it it does not mean i will not share it and show it to my kids and enjoy it but as far as where my lesson was the lesson that i take from it the parental involvement in this as much praise as we have heaped on alan and amy throughout the course of the first season their involvement in Corey's life up to this point seems to be non-existent for him to get to this point where this telegram video is what all of a sudden is a turning point for him. And Minkus is just ridiculous. 
And that takes a lot out of it for me mm-hmm. that he's got this little side hustle going on. <laughs> I, I have a hard he's time getting past party. that. But I also really have a I, I it's it's a little too much for me to get past the whole episode's got an episode of Hillary. Because she's been in the class with Sean. He's a big old critic. He is. I, he's really I focused on this Hillary thing. I am. Because that was a big linchpin for the conclusion of uh, she loves me she loves me not for i mean they, they it was it was a closing joke but it was also a big part of that closure of that storyline and here we are a dozen episodes later and all of a sudden she's back in the picture after Sean was clearly already interested in her in an episode where they showed there was already interest in girls for him I can see how there can be some explanation for it, but from an artistic standpoint, I just have a hard time of, of getting on board with it. Is it, is it a bad episode? No. Is it an A plus for me? No, but that's why it's a C. Well, I respect your opinion. I respect you as a person. And this is where I'm going to tell you, I think you're wrong. And I don't know if I want to keep doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, It's a good thing we already have next week's episodes recorded. That is true. We'll, we're on the search for the next the dad. <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree with any of your criticisms whatsoever. This, Especially for this first season, there is a lot of episode has to episode. We just, just kind of have to get into it. Okay. I don't know if you can hear this, but the wives are whispering. This is why we need a rubric. The problem is it's all based on our experience with this. You know, but I, it's really not. It is, though. So my experience as being you read it on a curve. I'm but you got to remember, I have a just a five year old and a baby and another baby. Uh, in heaven. So I'm not thinking of this in the parent context for the most part. True. I'm just in this just episode, I'm it. mostly just watching it as a nostalgia pop. And I am disappointed in the lack of Alan, Amy in this episode, because it's one of the first times where Amy and Alan aren't really in it at all. And Feeney's really only in it at the beginning to introduce the, the problem lines. He has the right. whole episode. So <laughs> it's one of those episodes where it's really the teenagers now teenagers doing stuff. And it's an awkward placement in this the show so but we are hitting that point now where alan and amy are kind of taking more of a backseat to what's going on at school and you know the problems at hand and the teenagers getting into shenanigans they try to fix their problems so i understand your criticism We'll talk more about this when we do our uh, <laughs> our uh, report card episode. <laughs> I will say discussing through actually raised the grade a little bit. Well, good. Were you going <laughs> to give this a D? <laughs> I was. <laughs> it was going to be a D plus at one point. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is legit one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. And now we're making, we can have the joke of this is one of your favorite episodes now, Brad, because <laughs> you did quite well of not playing your hand too quickly. I'm quite good impressed. Like that. Well, with all that said, I think this has officially been an episode. This has been an episode. We had drama, humor. We did. We still need a dad joke, though. We do need a dad joke, though. Oh, gosh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> 
Wives, can you tell us uh, anything about uh, yourselves before, while I'm looking up a quick Jad joke? Anything you want to say before we close? Anywhere we can stalk you online? No. No. <laughs> I think that's verbatim the exact response I got last Don't time. Don't look us up online. <laughs> Any you won't baby find tips? much. Any baby tips for the good looking people at home? Uh... Don't have them. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. If you want to sleep. Yeah. Make sure to change their diaper before they fall asleep. There uh, you go. Or before you start recording a podcast. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. Why did the mommy cat want to go bowling on Mother's Day? Why? Because she's an alley cat. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, uh, we will end this episode. Thank you once again for listening. We appreciate it greatly. If you would like to interact with us online, we have plenty of social medias out there that you could easily find us on social medias uh, such as Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And of course, we have that uh, old email account that could easily take up some comments and questions, reviews, and we'd love to read them, but you know, no emails yet. So yeah, throw your hate mail at me because I, apparently I got hate mail coming to me now for. Uh, for my grade on this episode, yeah, we too. need some hate mail coming <laughs> towards Brett. We need, uh, we need to know people that he is wrong, and you need to let him know how you feel. Um, send us your grades. Yeah, send us our grades. We're we're tap we're done uh, as of next week on this season. So we need to have our season uh, ending grades. So send us your grades on what you've been thinking of the year, and also if you uh, throw some uh, reviews our way, we can read them on here and tell us what our grade is for how we're doing. Brett, where can we find you online? You can find me at Dr. Headleyard on Instagram and Twitter. And Tyler, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter than that little uh, fiery mess that it is. So uh, wives, thank you once again for being here. We appreciate it. We appreciate all you do for us and allowing us to have this nonsense and for putting up with us doing this live uh, every <laughs> couple of months. So <laughs> We love you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, you're both catches, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that settles it. I'm keeping that catch in earlier. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good looking people. We thank you. We appreciate you. Brett, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure here. Good looking. And for you, good looking. You can find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story. It's way over there. Well, we can swing it around to you. Yes. I will say I've noticed that. Well, I'm opening it now. Normally, I wait until, like, Brett's doing the intro to do it. Because I know he's talking and doesn't fully come across to mine. Time I think out. he pooped. But he's sleeping. But, he's, but he has poop on him. So we'll you, fall back asleep. you want us to pause? Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't we pause? Do you want to sleep in your poop? I'm going to think I mean, rash. Uh...
Well, good looking people, we'll be right back after this diaper change. <laughs> what? Oh, I was just telling her she did a good job putting her I was being quiet. Okay. <laughs> 